I'm Hilary Gagnon. I'm Rachel Thatcher. We're here to elevate the voices of inspiring women and celebrate their successes. The goal here is to empower listeners and most importantly, lift each other up. So we're getting real, covering everything from the risks and the challenges to the glow ups and the triumphs. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Fempire. Welcome back to the Fempire Podcast. Happy Friday. Yes. It's Friday the 14th. We've missed you guys. Oh yeah, 14th. Happy Valentine's. Happy Galentine's. Yes, happy Galentine's. (laughs) Yeah. It's like so funny. I don't even, usually I'm like big on Valentine's Day and this Uh year I'm kind of like, it's Valentine's? Yeah. Right? But I love a day to celebrate love. Like I'm not Mm anti-Valentine's Day at all. I think it's Yeah, spread the love. We should do it every day, but you know, take some time to say... I love you too. Your mm-hmm. dogs, your friends, yeah. your significant others today. So your co-host, your co-host. Yes. Love you, Ray. Love you. <laughs> wow, <Yeah. laughs> we're feeling mushy. We just yes. recorded a great pod. Oh my so gosh, that one's coming at you guys in yeah. a few weeks. We um, mm-hmm. we were just saying how every mm-hmm. episode we just keep feeling like, you know, it keeps getting better and better, and mm-hmm. it's just a good feeling. So I yeah. think we're really coming into our own and the guests that. Mm-hmm. come on or just like god they leave and we're like oh my gosh mm-hmm. that's the coolest person we've ever met so yeah. they're all everyone is the coolest person we've ever met that we've had on this podcast so. yeah we have a yeah. serious girl squad happening we do and strong vampire it. squad yeah. so today's episode is great too oh, uh, she's yes. amazing Jacqueline, um so cool so, cool is the perfect word for yeah. her really like understated yeah I mentioned this to I don't even know if we talked about it but I mentioned it to my family when we were talking about like Boston Mm -hmm. and some of our friends um how much fun it was and I was like the most intimidated by her than Mm -hmm. I've ever been with a guest because she just has such a presence Mm -hmm. like she kind of like she's powerful yeah, yeah and she's very in her, I think, like, femininity and mm-hmm. who she is as a person, and um, which I think is really inspiring, but I was almost intimidated. Like, wow, what uh, a woman. Well said yeah. that you captured that perfectly. Like, she's just, like, a powerhouse, but exactly of femininity and mm-hmm. just, like, rocks it, yeah. you know? Um, but after talking to her, I was like, yes. Like, yeah. it went from, like, intimidating to, like, you're my friend oh, now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And she, like, made us feel so comfortable and at home she's and our so home sweet. was beautiful. Mm-hmm. She didn't, like, make us, like, intentionally yeah. try to feel intimidated at all. It's just, right, like, right. she's just mm-hmm. a really, like, beautiful yeah. and, like, mm-hmm. smart. Glamorous. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. wow, you, like, it was, like, kind of, she like, being together. with a celebrity. <laughs> yes. I, feel, I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel like starstruck a little bit. Um, so Jacqueline, that's how you made me feel. The truth's yeah. coming out. But she is mm-hmm. so cool, mm-hmm. again, saying that, but yeah. um, and wise and has a really neat approach on things. And I think yeah. um, you guys will take away a lot of things um, from her episode. Yeah. She's a um, social media brand consultant, and she's the founder of The Art of Fate, yes. um, which is an e-commerce site powered by women-owned businesses. So you can go there to buy all sorts of products and beautiful, amazing things by um, women in the area, mm-hmm. uh, which is brilliant, I yeah. think. I love that idea. So Just putting the intention behind where we shop. Mm-hmm. So, um, And during the episode, listen for the tips she gives about Instagram. Yes. Um, because I think that she was 
really, really wise when it came to Instagram, social yeah. media in general, um, just the foundation of marketing your business. For sure. And Instagram's mm-hmm. such a huge part of our personal and like business lives. So mm-hmm. I think um, whether you have a business platform or you're just like creating a personal brand on Instagram, you'll find value to what she had to share. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. Anything in the news this week you want to talk about, right? Women in the news. Well, we haven't seen you guys or talked to you guys in two weeks. Um, so Super Bowl halftime show. Woo-hoo! We gotta oh we God. gotta talk you gotta about shout that. It out. I mean, come on. come on. These women like I heard something funny. It. it was on another podcast, but they're like, mm-hmm. I wanna see the gym statistics, like new gym memberships <laughs> at New Year's and at like uh, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl Sunday. I'm like so accurate mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. God it's insane. Yeah. Oh Those women, like, Rockin'. are incredible. Yeah, and many different levels. For me, uh, rather than going to the gym, I'm just clapping for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, good for you guys. We'll give them a clap. You look amazing. <laughs> you gotta get your salsa dancing yeah. on. You're right, actually. Yeah. Ooh, a little Shakira. That'll Shakira. give you those Shakira moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna hold you accountable at goals. All right. I haven't forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use salsa emojis, like, in a lot of our communication. Yes, you it's do. very intentional. <laughs> um, I love it. But, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I actually had an interesting conversation with my mom about it because she was a little bit at first. um, She's like, oh, I don't know about, like, the, like, some of the dance moves and, like, the costumes. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I hear your opinion and I don't get affected by that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, like, it's cool that women can just kind of do what they want and Mm -hmm. be, like, powerhouses and And we should celebrate that. Own their sexuality, too, right? Own their sexuality. And... Mm -hmm. I saw a very cool comparison of, like, last year, Adam Levine. I think it was last year. I don't really know. I don't um, And everyone's like, oh, he had his shirt off, and that's uh-huh. how he performed, and he did a lot of, like, mm-hmm. aggressive moves, I yeah. guess we'll call it. <laughs> Some pelvic thrust. And no one was commenting on him and right. his sexuality, but mm-hmm. the second we take it to women, yeah. we are having that conversation. And my mom, like, I had that conversation with her, you know, briefly, I was like, oh, I thought it was amazing, like, mm-hmm. best halftime show, and I was struggling just to watch that halftime show, because yeah. we had a <laughs> yeah. bachelorette party we that weekend. We were feeling pretty rough that and, Sunday. Um, I just wanted to make it to that, and I was, like, very glad I saw that, but mm-hmm. um, she, like, did see that side of it and, like, mm-hmm. came around to really celebrating it, and I yeah. respect other people's opinions on it, but I saw, like, so many moms and women of, like, all ages and backgrounds like celebrating it and I'm yeah. like yes like, that's what we like to see yeah and even like from conservative backgrounds or like whatever have you like mm-hmm. really like standing up and being like hey like let's mm-hmm. not knock mm-hmm. anyone for this like we need to celebrate this yeah and teach women that like in your girls that they can be who they are in mm-hmm. their bodies and feel comfortable for it so absolutely no yeah. I love that you said that and also I um was thinking too, and I feel like I might have heard this somewhere, but just that people are either unhappy with the Super Bowl halftime show because it's like too sexual, yeah, or it's boring. So it's like, okay, right. so what do you want? Like, if you put like J Lo up there in like a buttoned up like, suit, yeah, yeah, like people are not going to be happy, like <laughs> gown or something. Yeah. Like people would be complaining about that. So it's a know. good point, yeah. and I think. These women are really, you know, grounded in their careers and know what they're doing. It's intentional. Yeah. Um, 
And I think they knew what they were doing and really wanted to make a statement with a lot of things that they were presenting mm-hmm. on stage. So yeah. I completely appreciate it. They also don't make any money. Really? No, I read an article that says they make barely anything when it comes down to cost production. Huh. It's really just for ad spots and like to get people, I guess now because they were on the Super yeah. Bowl, they'll perform very well this year like uh-huh. with shows and tickets and sales. Fascinating. But yeah, they don't hmm. make any money. So, huh. Interesting. That is interesting. Anyway. Oh, what was the um, women in the news you wanted to talk about? Oh, I watched the um, it's Miss Americana, the Taylor Swift documentary uh-huh. on Netflix. Highly recommend. I haven't watched it yet, but... I was apprehensive. I love Taylor Swift. I'm okay. not going to mm-hmm. sit here and say I don't. Yeah. That'd be a big fat lie. Yeah. <laughs> Much to my brother's demise <laughs> of her, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I've liked her. I actually met her when I was younger. Really? When she was, before she got famous. Oh my one God. One of my best friends in Minnesota, her mom booked her travel and we met her at the Mall of America and she was like singing teardrops on my guitar. And Classic. I didn't even like country or anything, uh-huh. but she was so nice to us and I was like, oh, this is, like, I like her now. Mm-hmm. And that's just always been my stance on her. Mm-hmm. Um... But this documentary is really about her being a woman in the music industry and taking a stance, like, for things that matter for her for the first time in years, the, mm-hmm. her entire career. Um, she kind of felt so bottled up that she needed to do something about it. And she's gone through a ton that I don't think people realize. And she says it's because she's a woman. Uh, woman. People push her to the side and like don't highlight it like if these things were happening to a man Mm -hmm. um it would be a different story they'd have a platform to share their opinions and no one would knock their career down for it Mm -hmm. so it was really about her coming out and like making some political statements and getting behind social matters that mean something to her Mm -hmm. her journey to doing that and kind of what life looks like for her and I think that made me respect her a lot more like I respected her and her music and her songwriting Mm because it's like I think right. very big talent if you can write your own songs these days. Mm-hmm. But um, for her to like now take a stance politically for things that matter to her, I think mm-hmm. when you have that kind of platform, that's pretty big. Absolutely. Um, and she's definitely done a lot um, of like support for LGBTQ yes. rights yeah. and like written, I think, quite a few songs. Yeah. I'm not like the biggest Taylor. Yeah. I'm not not a fan of her, right. but I'm just not like a huge follower. Yeah. Um, so I don't know all of her stuff, but I know that she has been a big supporter of that. So she has. that I can definitely get behind. And that's like her mm-hmm. most recent mm-hmm. album has been this mm-hmm. like coming out for okay. her of like yeah. her political stances and her mm-hmm. social matter stances on things that matter so and a lot of people feel the way you do mm-hmm. like indifferent because they right. don't really know her and, right um what she cares about so this was really mm-hmm. important for her to put out so that's awesome. i recommend even if you're not a fan yeah. give it a watch just to like understand what it's like to be in the music industry and like have your voice kind of manipulated so huh yeah. cool i'll check it out yeah <laughs> awesome how about you woman in the news Mine was just the halftime show, but awesome. also I wanted to check on, check on um, Jamila Jamel. Yes. Um, who, if you guys don't know, she's in The Good Place. She has an interesting story. I've listened to her on a couple other podcasts, um, but she's a huge, huge advocate for um, like body positivity, um, really is um, outspoken about 
fat shaming. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. she used to be overweight. And so she talks a lot about how people treated her so differently when she was overweight. Um, and then she like got sick and lost a bunch of weight, but and then people were better to her sort of a thing mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. And just like being able to firsthand see the differences in how she was treated with the only difference in herself being her weight, I think is really fascinating. And mm. so now that she's like this star and she's so beautiful, yes. you know what I mean? She would be at any weight. Um, and hearing her talk about it and that she only has this success now because she's lost that weight pretty mm. much is what she's saying. Um, I don't know. I think it's very powerful to hear yeah. what she has to say. And she's also big on um, women's reproductive health. So she's awesome. she's saying a lot about that stuff. She's been under fire a lot on Twitter lately mm. um, and on Instagram. But I really love the approach she's taken on Twitter and Instagram. Is She's just kind of been like, hey, guys, I know you're all talking shit. Keep it coming. I don't care because I'm going to keep doing my thing. Like, nice. she just is like, I don't. So yeah. 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 So she's standing strong. Um, I have to look more into what cool. she's up to. But I think it's fascinating. Go, go follow her. See what's yeah. going on. For sure. Yeah. I think anyone that's, like, taking a stance like that in terms of the body positivity movement or, mm-hmm. like, speaking to what that's really like mm-hmm. in that industry is really illuminating, mm-hmm. not only for other, like, stars to see, but mm-hmm. for other people, just normal people, because we all right. look up to celebrities and are like, oh, that's how our body's supposed to look. Yeah. And that's what's, you know, praised. Mm-hmm. Um, so for her to kind of get real about that, which a lot of people on social media are doing now, but I think for her, someone that has such a strong social backing yeah um is really cool so definitely agreed awesome a lot going on yeah a lot of cool badass Mm -hmm. women than usual it's always so inspiring um but yeah enjoy this episode you guys i think you're gonna love it um tell us what you think we want to hear from you uh you know where to find us yeah so yeah enjoy you guys Mm -hmm. and yeah feedback welcome If you get a chance, head over to iTunes. We would so appreciate if you left us even just an emoji Mm -hmm. um, letting us know what you thought about the episode because that is what helps our podcast gets gets pushed to the top of ratings um, and more people can find it, access it, and listen to it when you rate, review, and subscribe. So Mm -hmm. we gratefully appreciate it. But happy listening. We'll catch you on the other side. So we're here today in the lovely home of Jacqueline Dacanese. She mm-hmm. is the founder of the Art of Fate, um, and she's an instructor at the General Assembly, um, and is up to really cool things in terms of supporting women. And her business is really encouraging that. So we wanted to talk to her and learn a little bit more about her. So welcome, Jackie. Thank you both for having me. I'm so yes. excited that you made it to Boston. Yay! Absolutely, yes. us too. We're, yeah. We've been having a day here. It's mm-hmm. been so much fun. So it's been mm-hmm. awesome. Um, you can start out by telling us a little bit about yourself, um, your background, and what makes you you. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I work full time as a freelance marketing uh, and branding consultant. So I have clients mainly in Boston in the wellness industry, uh, and I also teach, you know, mm-hmm. part time at General Assembly. So I do like marketing boot camp classes on SEO mm-hmm. and digital marketing and Instagram for business. And then I'm also building the Art of Fate, which is more of my passion project, mm-hmm. uh, and that's really what um, I'm excited to talk about today. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So why don't we start with the Art of Fate? Can you explain to us what that is and um, what inspired you to start it? 
Yeah, for sure. So the Art of Fate is a online platform for women-owned businesses. So the concept of what it's grown into is really to build kind of a online marketplace where you can shop anything from fashion to clean beauty to wellness to art uh, that are all women-owned. And you can actually uh, choose, you know, the location, the cause, um, and really, you know, redirect your dollars to support women-owned businesses Mm -hmm. and feel really good doing it. That's kind of the idea of what the art of fate is. Yeah. Super intentional. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, And you mentioned before we got rolling in the interview, you've been doing pop-ups as well. So how did you decide, like, how to take the art of fate into, you know, the pop-up world and get it out to the people and show people what you're all about? Yeah, we uh, have done probably over 100 pop-ups since I started the business in all different locations. And really what we look for is just creating kind of like that in real life experience when you can mm-hmm. learn about the stories, you can you know feel and touch and, and see the faces behind the brands that we represent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole different experience than just kind of like looking at a screen. Mm-hmm. And I really just love the whole storytelling aspect of it. So we do a lot of markets that are really focused on women-owned businesses. Uh, one of our favorites is the Boston Women's Market, which is obviously like okay. here. Uh-huh. Uh, we've done a ton of markets with them, and everyone that comes is, you know, has the intention of supporting women-owned businesses, which mm-hmm. makes it all the more exciting for us to be there. Very cool. Oh yeah, that's awesome. And why is it important to you to support women-owned businesses? Obviously, we're all women, mm-hmm. so that's like a common answer. But what made it important enough for you to create a business around it? Yeah, I think that, you know, I grew up with a single mom. She was really young when she had me. She was only 16. And I saw just, like, how incredibly hard she had to work to support me. Um, So growing up, like, I've always admired just, like, that independence. uh, And I always, you know, felt empowered when I was able to support myself. And I think that it's so important that women have that economic power and just – it's super exciting for me now to see the growth in women-owned businesses and, and the number of women that are launching new passion projects that are leaving, you know, careers that maybe were not as fulfilling mm-hmm. to start things that they really love doing and to monetize it. Yeah. So I think that just having kind of like a digital platform where you can really use that as almost like an incubator space mm-hmm. uh, to, to tell your story is, is so important to me. Like yeah. the more economic power that we can help women um you know whether it be on a digital platform it be in real life i think just the fact that we're making massive traction doing it is giving more agency over over women in their lives for sure yeah answer that is great and i mean if you think about it it's like you're shopping for these things anyway like you're Mm -hmm. looking for makeup why not go right to that website it's so smart you know what i mean um and then you can find exactly what you're looking for and support these businesses so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a two for one so i love that um I'm curious like how you've curated the selection of women that you have um the businesses that you have on there like how does that come to be like now you have this whole network I'm sure of all these inspiring women which we love so Mm -hmm. (laughs) how did you find them like how did that what did that process all look like yeah so uh I my background is in the fashion industry Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know when I worked in LA and New York like I was working with like some really top brands so Mm. that's always been kind of like my thing like I love fashion I love accessories I love styling I love art so I'm a very Mm -hmm. naturally creative person Mm -hmm. Uh, so when it comes to like looking for products and brands I am definitely looking for just like really interesting unique 
products that you know maybe I haven't seen before mm-hmm. uh, that have kind of a story behind the craftsmanship. I'm very, very committed to looking for people that are using sustainable practices mm-hmm. uh, that are using you know like upcycled materials, repurposed materials. Um, that are really focused on minimizing their waste. So I look for, you know, packaging that doesn't have plastic. Mm. So there's a lot of different components that are involved when I'm looking for, you know, brands to bring on as partners. Um, but a lot of it is is the story as well. You know, right. that's something that is definitely um, something that's going to continue to inspire us when we're making purchases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all of that. That's awesome. Are there any in particular um like maybe the first one you partner with or anything Mm -hmm. like that or some particularly special ones that you want to shout out there's so many and it's hard I'm sure it's hard (laughs) to to choose yeah because Mm -hmm. I become a customer of all of these brands as well so which is great but Mm -hmm. uh three off the top of my head two of them are actually from Rhode Island which is awesome uh one of them is a jewelry line it's lazuli handcrafted Mm -hmm. uh this is a designer based out of Newport and she makes the most incredible uh you know, 14 karat gold filled jewelry with like really beautiful raw natural stones. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and one of her signature pieces, which I now own, is like a little ginkgo leaf necklace that I, I'm obsessed with. Oh, cool. Um, I, I just really love how committed she is to quality mm-hmm. and that she is really, you know, doing her best to make, you know, improvements in her practices to be more sustainable. Um, the transparency, the branding, like everything is just like exactly what we're looking for in a brand. So she's definitely mm-hmm. one of my favorites. We also have a really cool brand based out of Providence called Sir Milky Quartz. Mm-hmm. I love um, her stuff. Yes. yes. I have her wallet. And yeah, she's amazing. Right? Yeah. Oh my God, her bags are so cool. Unreal. So she makes these handmade uh, vinyl bags that she presses real forage plants and flowers That's so cool. into. That's so cool. Yes. Oh my God, they're gorgeous and they're all yeah. one of a kind. They're yeah. super affordable. And, uh, you know, she makes makeup bags, she makes, mm-hmm. you know, backpacks, mm-hmm. uh, clutches, and they're such great gifts. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I really, really love her products. And then the last one I'll shout out is based in Boston, and uh, it's another jewelry line called Winter Hill Jewelry. Ooh. And what makes this brand so special to me is not just the fact that, you know, this is a, a mom who started this really um, mm-hmm. as kind of like a side hobby, but she... 3D prints this really awesome jewelry that's made out of a plant-based plastic. Cool. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know plant-based plastic was a thing. I know, that's It is awesome. made out of sugar cane. That's, that's amazing. so cool. It's super cool, and she makes mm-hmm. everything, all different kinds of designs, and mm-hmm. she makes these really, really cool earrings, um, which are called that's the cuterous earrings, so mm-hmm. it literally is like <laughs> a uterus shape. That's that awesome. amazing. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Popular earrings, and what's nice is she is just an awesome. She's a feminist, obviously, Mm -hmm. and she Mm -hmm. donated a portion of those proceeds to help women who didn't have access to safe abortions. So wow, that is something Mm -hmm. that's near and dear to my heart, and Mm -hmm. I just I love being able to represent and support all of these women. That's awesome. I love all of those. We need to get them on the pod. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Reach out to all of them. You have such incredible style, and just like who you are sitting across Mm -hmm. from you. I'm like, how did you put this together? But do you have any like influences and I'm just throwing this out it's like Mm -hmm. off the script but Mm -hmm. influences in your personal style or did you kind of just come up with everything on your own and I mean seriously like your apartment everything you've kind of curated you got a vibe so yeah (laughs) do you have anyone that you look up to when you're you know like fashion icons or decor etc a ton of different fashion icons but I would say like when I grew up 
I grew up in a really small town in Pawtucket, which, as you both know, yeah, is yeah. not really a fashion, you know, <laughs> no mecca. mecca. <laughs> not really known for fashion, yeah. but my, no offense to um, people of Pawtucket. <laughs> ever since I was little, for as long as I can remember, I've always loved to dress myself, and mm-hmm. my mom and my grandmother would tell me that, you know, I got it from my great-grandmother, who okay. was a huge mm-hmm. into fashion, like, you know, would walk around town wearing, like, a fur coat for no reason, yes. and, um... Always just was very well put together. Mm-hmm. And I think being kind of like the first grandchild, the first uh, child from my mom, like they really gave me that kind of like power to be mm-hmm. who I wanted to dress how I, however I wanted to dress. So I got mm-hmm. able to, ex- I was able to experiment from a young age. Mm-hmm. And I just, I got super excited ever since I was young. Just like I love to dress up. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I went to school in LA, moved to New York, mm-hmm. and I was surrounded by all these influential, stylish people all the yeah. time. Uh-huh. And you, you know, you gain inspiration from that and your style changes and evolves. And I, I think that I've never lost touch with that kind of like fun mm-hmm. and that freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. I'm just a very kind of like, naturally like I mentioned like creative person uh one of my mom's best friends was um an interior designer mm-hmm. and she um has inspired you know like me and and um being able to like get into interior design and, and fashion so cool. and art so mm-hmm. I think that I've had a lot of positive influences around me a lot of artist friends that That's have cool. inspired that yeah awesome. I love that yeah um so something else I'm interested in diving into with you is how you mentioned that you have your freelance marketing business and you also teach marketing. So there's so much that I want to get into around that because marketing is everything right now. Um, so tell us a little bit just about those ventures, like about being an instructor at General Assembly. Yeah, I mean, that is all relatively new, mm-hmm. happened within like the last year. Great. Just to kind of take it back a little bit. So mm-hmm. when I went to school in LA, I actually mm-hmm. studied fashion marketing. Okay. So my background in school is in marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of went from that after I graduated to working in sales uh, for about five years in LA and New York. And then mm-hmm. from there, you know, was able to launch my business, The Art of Fate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I moved to Boston a couple of years ago that... I was looking for ways to obviously like make money on the side and I was taking a jewelry class at a co-working space in Somerville called Artisans Asylum, which is really like Mm -hmm. for local artists, Mm -hmm. engineers, jewelry designers, woodworkers, all different kinds of trades. Mm -hmm. So I took a jewelry class there and um, they were doing like a pop-up event and I got to meet all of these different members who were doing everything from like jewelry to woodwork to, you know, making like electronic robotics Mm -hmm. and when I was talking to all of them the one common thing that they were having trouble with was promoting themselves on social media oh Mm. right because they're like they're focused on the creative part of it the business half is you know kind of gets left behind at times right Right. it's huge interesting I was asking, I was like, you know, do you have an Instagram? Um, mm-hmm. Are you promoting? Are you in any stores? And they were like, oh, well, I don't really know how to do that. So oh. I kind of, you know, proposed the idea that if I, if I were to teach a class there, would they take it? Mm-hmm. And almost all of them said yes. So I got in contact with the uh, the education manager at the time who mm-hmm. um, ended up becoming a good friend of mine and just, you know, told her, you know, I think that a lot of people, a lot of members here could benefit from having a little workshop. So... Mm-hmm. I kind of got to work after that and they gave me a, a, the opportunity to teach and I was doing that for a while and um, and then from there that was kind of like the launch pad to me okay. kind of getting in contact with GA mm-hmm. I um, you know did a number of kind of like panel events at GA and I also have uh, a friend that works there um, as the event coordinator so mm-hmm. it was through multiple connections and events 
that I was kind of able to get the opportunity to start teaching at GA, which in my opinion um, is just a huge opportunity for me. It's a, it's a yeah. great organization. I've personally taken classes mm-hmm. there before. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like something that I'm really proud of that I was able to do in such a short period, but it took a lot of that work to get there. Definitely. And it takes a definitely an amount of like confidence and being able to say like, yes, I am confident enough in myself and my knowledge in this to be able to teach it to other people, right? right. Like I'm sure that's an obstacle to get past. I don't know. You can speak to that a little bit. but Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm working against a lot of people that, you know, are coming from bachelor degrees mm-hmm. from, you know, well-accredited mm-hmm. colleges. Um, I have a two-year degree. So a lot of the knowledge that I have is, you know, kind of like self-learned mm-hmm. through books, through podcasts, through building my business, through consulting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, it's it definitely a different learning style and teaching mm-hmm. style that I have. Yeah. But I think that the students that take my classes like kind of see where I'm coming from and it makes me a little bit more relatable because I'm yeah. a little bit less technical. Uh-huh. Um, I really want people to kind of be able to apply the learnings of what I'm teaching mm-hmm. um, to their own lives and their own businesses. So I kind of take a little different approach to my teaching style that way. That's cool, yeah. And that's what they definitely need, it sounds like, too. They have these you know awesome creative ideas or businesses but just don't know how to communicate them with people. So two mm-hmm. people so they're looking to you to figure out how to do that so mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be technical it needs to be really relatable at that point so that's cool that you can make that tangible for them yeah it's so. a lot of fun you get to yeah. meet a lot of just like talented people in the process mm-hmm. so yeah. it's awesome. it's definitely been like a great learning curve for me cool and I'm sure it helps with your freelance business too I can imagine um people there like hey why don't you just do this for me right yeah, <laughs> yeah I know through some of my classes it's mm-hmm. been awesome I've you know have had everyone making career transitions to people that are actually working for consulting businesses that have hired me as a you know mm-hmm. contractor uh, awesome. through one of my classes so it's mm-hmm. interesting to see like who comes to the classes and mm-hmm. and kind of like the different learning um levels yeah Yeah. so how did you set up your freelance business like do you have um set rates for certain services that you do like how have you been able to put yourself out there with that and like what was building that like process like yeah so Mm -hmm. the freelance business started Mm -hmm. uh a couple years ago I so when I first moved to Boston I took a job as a spa manager at Mm. Um, a local spa in Boston Mm -hmm. and when I initially interviewed I kind of pitched that you know your social media you know is a little stagnant and I feel like I could refresh it Mm rebrand it and I did mention you know that this is part of my background and that I would be willing to do that as part of my role so that um and you know I was super super lucky that the vice president basically Mm -hmm. gave me the keys to kind Mm -hmm. of log Mm -hmm. into their Instagram do it all over and, and really trusted me uh-huh. uh, so I took that really seriously and when she started to see you know like my level of work and like my style mm-hmm. and um and the massive improvements that I was able to make in a short period of time with all of their social media channels that's kind of when um you know I started switching my role over to doing more of their marketing mm-hmm. and um at one point, you know, I was kind of like ready to leave my managerial role. I just wanted to focus more on marketing. So mm-hmm. they actually kept me as a contractor. And that oh. was the beginning of me starting my freelance business. Gotcha. Was right, being cool. able to kind of transition from a manager and manage, managing their social to then being able to work remotely and still be able to keep them as a client. Oh. So, and I still mm-hmm. have them as my client today. And it's one of my, mm-hmm. you know, one of my most proud moments because I mm-hmm. am really passionate about 
their business and and they just have such a great team and amazing treatments Mm. so being able to kind of maintain that relationship has helped my career so much I think that's such great advice too for people like start with where you're at right now and what can you do to like pivot that or make your own or like advance your career and what you want to do right like you took a position that you were in and then made it into what you wanted right yeah, um, and saw a need in their business right. and said, this is how I can address this need and make mm-hmm. your business better. Like, yeah. let me get in mm-hmm. in this position you're hiring me for and in addition to that mm-hmm. position, do this job mm-hmm. in which you've created a career for yourself, which is... Yeah, I highly, I highly mm-hmm. recommend, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I think any employer would be, you know, thrilled to see just the willingness and the enthusiasm mm-hmm. in someone that sees a hole in the business that, that they feel like they can fill and is mm-hmm. willing to do that in, you know, right. in addition to the role that they already have. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to experiment on your skills too. Like you get right. better, right? Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend, you know, if you, if you see a problem in, you know, your company or the business that you're building, you know, definitely try to fill in the gaps wherever you can because mm-hmm. that willingness will take you very far. Like you can see as it has for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just making shit happen. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you've obviously touched about on Instagram a little bit, and obviously that's a huge part of all of our lives and businesses. Do you have advice for people without giving away, you know, the content of your courses and what you're doing at GA? But do you have tips just that would be relevant to our audience if they're looking to enhance their brand presence? Um, or even personal presence on Instagram, what are like the top three to five, you know, tips you would give them? Yeah, I definitely think what a lot of people skip over is kind of like that initial like creative conceptual brain brainstorming stage Mm -hmm. where you really need to think deeply about what does my brand embody? Like what are the words that I want people to think of when they they think about my brand? What are the colors? Mm -hmm. Um, What's the aesthetic? creating kind of like a storyboard almost. Like Mm -hmm. I love kind of starting from there because you can actually get a strong visual which will then help you with your Mm -hmm. content creation. So doing that initial kind of like uh, conceptual work and then, you know, what I recommend for anyone who can't afford to hire a full-time social media manager or a graphic designer, make a Canva account. I highly recommend it. It was literally built for influencers um, who were building businesses for themselves. So you can create a brand kit there. You can upload your logo, get your colors, your color palette, your fonts, and you'll have it all in one place so that you Mm. can customize and create your own graphics. They have tons of free templates for you. Um, So I definitely recommend that. And then the third aspect is really like figuring out like what does my audience want? You know, Mm -hmm. what do they want to see? That's why I really love kind of like looking at data and metrics, especially on Instagram where it makes it so easy for you to find out what people are responding to and what they're not. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one other tip that I will um, share is the one common mistake I see when people launch new businesses, and I see this all the time, Mm -hmm. is they focus so heavily on the products that they forget that it's the product should be secondary to who's actually using your product. It should be all about your customers, really. Mm. Uh, so the more you can make the story behind the customers that are using your product and less about your actual product, the more people are going to be inspired to learn and research more about it. Because mm. at the end of the day, it's like we're not wearing Nike shoes because mm-hmm. of Nike. We're wearing it because of Colin Kaepernick. We're wearing it because yeah. of all the celebrities that are wearing and representing the brand. So remember that you 
you want to make it more about the people and less about your products. Love that. That's so interesting. I just was listening to the uh, How I Built This podcast with Emily Weiss of Glossier, mm-hmm. and she said pretty much exactly that, and it was fascinating because she's built this huge makeup like empire, you know, and it was basically, well, I started with the customers, mm-hmm. which is pretty much what you just said. Like, starting with the customers, she already had the customer base, Um, and focused all on like that kind of brand and what they wanted, what they were looking for, and then took that and made a product. Yeah, and made the product around that. So um, that just really resonated with me, what you just said. Good, I'm glad. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Likely the reason for all of her success as well. Exactly. Because she's focused on her people. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll take those tips for Instagram too. Yeah. (laughs) We're 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 always like, what do we do with this? I know. We're trying to learn too. It's like definitely not. Instagram is a full time job. It it is. It's a a work. I'm super passionate about Instagram. I I never shut up about it. My my favorite social media platform, Mm -hmm. even though everyone's talking about TikTok right now, like I still think there's so much potential with Instagram for brands at least. Definitely. Um, do you have any advice for listeners who are interested in sharing their own business or creative venture? You just talked about like story creation, so that kind of ties hand in hand, but anything else you would speak to, it doesn't have to be Instagram related and how they can maybe create that story or any advice you'd give them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I would say like find people that you really admire in your industry. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely have a ton of you know entrepreneurs that I look up to that I think I get inspired by creatively. Um, So I think that kind of like having that in your circle, in your corner, uh, is definitely helpful. Uh, If you're able to find a mentor, even better. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely have, you know, women that have helped, you know, push me along the way and keep me inspired and and motivated. Uh, But really like what it comes down to is really just like knowing what, what it is your intention is with your business. It's so important because it's, oftentimes it's not just like you wanting to create a product it's something much bigger than that Mm -hmm. and oftentimes it's hard to put that to words so I think that sometimes you know spending time alone and really thinking deeply really hard about what it is your intention is like what is the big picture that you're trying to create that will put things into perspective a lot for you Mm -hmm. interesting I like that definitely take that take that advice yeah um do you think that now um achieving what you have looking back like talking to like 16 year old you um do you think that she would have expected you to get where you are today like what would she be saying to you now oh god 16 year old me (laughs) that seems like forever ago right (laughs) um I always from a young age had very high expectations for myself Mm -hmm. always um and I always wanted to go far I I definitely never pictured you know being exactly where I am I never Mm -hmm. thought that I would be freelance you know doing consulting work for companies and and things Mm -hmm. like that I I always thought that I would be in fashion which in a way like I am still in fashion Mm -hmm. Uh, but I never knew like exactly what the path was yeah I kind of like always trusted my instinct that wherever I would lead is where I was meant to be which Mm kind of ties into the art of fate Mm -hmm. um but yeah, like I, I've always, you know, never wanted to sit still. I, I always mm-hmm. wanted to get out of Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to be in a city. Mm-hmm. And I've lived in a city since I was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think that uh, definitely a huge part of my story, you know, mm-hmm. being able to be in an incredibly like vibrant like community where there's yeah. constant change, a ton of innovation, a lot of creatives, a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, you know, you, you just like are stimulated you know all the time and and constantly networking with people um, across different industries so I can't say that you know 
I saw exactly where I would be today when I was 16. Uh-huh. I think that she'd be proud of where I am. Yeah. Um, just considering, like, I have come a long way, but mm-hmm. still a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to look Spoken back, Spoken like though. a true entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> can never exactly. be, like, content with where they are, which I love. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, what can we expect to see from you in the future with your, your business, your brand, and just who you are, where are you going? Without giving too much away, Mm -hmm. uh, expect more in 2020, uh, seeing more um, innovation happening with the Art of Fate in terms of uh, the digital education space. So we're really trying to push, uh, you know, learned skills and and just really in-demand necessary skills to have as a female entrepreneur or as an entrepreneur just in general. Uh, But we're really trying to thread kind of like my freelance business with the art of fate mm-hmm. and to fill in a lot of gaps for women who are struggling um, with launching new businesses mm-hmm. and kind of like trying to figure out, you know, fill in the gaps of what they need to know. Nice. Yeah. Lifting each other up, right? Very cool. That's what we're That's all about, about too. Yeah. Yes. I love that. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's time for rapid fire questions. These yeah. are fun. And I'm <laughs> it gonna... sounds scarier than it, it does. Is. We're always like rapid fire and it's like... Uh. I know (laughs) the fear behind it. I'm going to ask you one that's not on here. If you don't mind sharing it, what are you diffusing? Because it smells so good in here. Will you share? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is a lavender essential oil and it's actually from a farm in Cumberland. So cool. Oh my goodness. Shout out Cumberland. Arrows Farm. Um, Okay. So yeah, it's one of my favorite. I love having oil diffusers around. Yeah. Relax. Definitely Mm -hmm. like puts me in the working mood yeah I have them all over my house but I'm like so mm-hmm. big on scent I think that really sets a tone in a space yeah. and I'm like uh-huh. need all to know ambiance. yeah yes. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. feeling the ambiance <laughs> all right thank you for sharing we'll go to Cumberland and get our oil yes, yes. <laughs> all right who is one woman who has inspired you Great question. I could name a million people and, you know, obviously, like, I have to throw my mom in there. I already yeah. did. Mm-hmm. But one that I would say that's been on my radar for the past five years is uh, Cindy Ramirez Fulton. Yes. So, yes. Uh, I knew that you would both know who she is. So, <laughs> so she awesome. is, like, the founder of what was Taste the Style, which is now mm-hmm. um, Chill News. Yeah. yeah. And um, she is the founder of Chill House, which is like a wellness spa that has just uh, opened a flagship location in Soho. And I've just followed her entire journey over like the last five to ten years. I used to live in New York and um, I'm super inspired by her just Mm -hmm. like tenacity and like her just creative direction and the brand partnerships and how big she thinks. And I love that she's a woman of color Mm -hmm. and she's super supportive and she's very much engaged with her audience. You know, Mm -hmm. like when I was in New York a a month ago, I had messaged her for some recommendations for some restaurants in New York. And she was so kind. She sent me like a whole list. That is so cool. (laughs) Some restaurants and like, you know, she has a huge following. She's yeah, a right. busy woman. And, like, the fact that she was able to get back to me. And oh, I did cool. go to Chill House, by the way, which everyone should check I know. Out. We've, oh, we've been talking about it. Oh, my God. Because oh, you sent me the that. The yeah. my wildest dreams. Uh, like, interior. So smart. It's so brilliant. It's so smart. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, every detail. And mm-hmm. that does not go unnoticed for me. Mm-hmm. People that are so detail-oriented as, as she is. Every uh-huh. single detail in that spa was well thought out. Yeah. Um. So she is definitely, like, my number one like I'm a fan girl yeah cool That's I awesome. love that yeah and definition of like making a brand an aesthetic oh right gosh, like that yeah. whole thing it's like she's doing the it challenges right. I feel like she just bulldozed past like mm-hmm. I listened to that podcast episode with her 
what was I the which you had sent it, was, it to me yeah. we'll figure it out and and yeah. shout out which one it was but she just had so many obstacles in mm-hmm. starting chill house and she just literally like so many people were saying no no no, no zoning law is never gonna happen and she's like screw it like yeah. i'm doing this yeah. and she just did it like i love that because i think at that first p- point a lot yeah. of people are like I'm done. Right. Like I'm giving up, and her tenacity is yeah, so impressive. Mm-hmm. So cool. She has a, a really good one. Also on Skillshare. I haven't watched oh, it interesting. yet. Interesting. I have it like on my queue. So just in case anyone, she talks a lot about brand. It's a really good plug. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um. That's you. Sorry, I asked. Oh the no, last that's one. fine. <laughs> uh, I I threw us off with the essential oil question. Um, what's your guilty pleasure? Ooh, I have so many. Uh. I don't want to say food or yoga or anything like that. Guilty pleasure. That's a hard one. Yeah, probably just like my unhealthy addiction to like online shopping. To be honest. <laughs> I know it's so yeah. basic, but like mm-hmm. it's bad. Yeah. Love that. I have a problem with like putting a bunch of things in my cart. Oh, yeah. And just like never <laughs> buying it. But I'm like, it feels kind of like shopping. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. Um, what's one goal that you're working on right now? Uh, personal or business? Either. Either. Personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely want to start investing more in 2020. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. been yeah. a huge goal for me. I think just the personal finance has been something that obviously ties into the business and also mm-hmm. just like women having more economic power. Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to create like a more secure future for myself and I want other women to do that too so mm-hmm. um I you know met the founder of Elvest recently and Very I'm a cool. huge advocate for her oh my gosh I know so cool yeah uh so mm-hmm. I I think it's just really important you know as women that we continue to support each other educate each other mm-hmm. and really just like keep each other kind of like motivated yeah. to to take care of ourselves and that's been such a male dominated something that was super important for me because I've come a long way in my own personal finance journey but and learned so much because I self-educated myself. Mm-hmm. But the industry is so dominated mm-hmm. by men. It's like I go to listen to something or try to educate myself and it's a male speaking to me about how to do, do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not relevant because you're a man and mm-hmm. I need a female's perspective on what does that look like you know and I think it's really powerful the women that are getting into the finance space they have such a place and it's just it's empowering to hear that and it makes it so much more accessible for for us absolutely yeah just having someone that you can relate to and it's it's coming from your point of view yeah yeah I think it was I heard it I think maybe from the Elvest founder but she was talking about how like and it's kind of a perspective shifting thing that women just didn't really have our own money until that recently you know what I mean it's like you were relying on a man or your husband or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And so it wasn't until pretty recently in recent history that it was like, okay, this is something now we have our money. What do we do with it? <laughs> you know, how do you grow it? Yeah. Where it, cause no one yeah, taught us that for you. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, totally. I, I was fortunate That's that, yeah, my family really was like, you know, mm-hmm. it supported me and was mm-hmm. like, you're never going to rely on someone else for money, mm-hmm. which is a very new age way of mm-hmm. thinking about it. But mm-hmm. I think, we just aren't taught that societally like Mm -hmm. we are definitely educating ourselves now but it's a systemic situation to be like you rely on someone else for Mm -hmm. you know your livelihood so now we're we're breaking through invest and stuff yeah like hearing the word invest i'm like it's intimidating (laughs) for sure Mm -hmm. but yeah the urgency is definitely there yeah we not only 
make significantly less, in my opinion, mm-hmm. money than our male counterparts today yeah. still. But mm-hmm. our average life expectancy is like seven years longer than men. Mm-hmm. And if we have less money to retire mm-hmm. with, a lot of women are, you know, retiring mm-hmm. and, and reaching poverty because mm-hmm. they just run out of money. Mm-hmm. So it's incredibly important that we secure like a safer future for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. for sure good answer now we're gonna get way less deep but (laughs) (laughs) what color are you and why oh that depends on my mood but Mm -hmm. I'm such a girly girl I feel like I I am like I definitely tap into my feminine male energies but like I've Mm -hmm. always kind of like I don't know related more to like my feminine side so I'm gonna say like pink yeah I definitely feel like I'm a pink girl Mm -hmm. it's just yeah it's definitely Mm -hmm. like more my color Yeah. yeah I love it me too um all right. What is your favorite thing about yourself? My favorite thing, uh, I think, I'm I'm pretty damn resilient. Like I Hell have yeah. gone through some mm-hmm. stuff in my life that, you know, have has really like beat me down. But I've always kind of like come back a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never doubted that I couldn't overcome something just because, you know, I've seen how much I've, I've been able to endure and, and get past and, and come out stronger on the other side. So my resiliency, I would say. That's Amazing. a great one. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we've so enjoyed talking uh-huh. to you. Um, why don't you go ahead and plug all of your social channels, website where people can find you. So Thank we can you. send them your way. Of course. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Hillary Rachel, for coming out here again. Absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely follow uh, The Art of Fate. So at mm-hmm. The Art of Fate. You can check out our website at www.theartoffate.com. If you have any questions or inquiries about branding or marketing, you can check out my personal website. It's www.jacquelinedacanay.com. And you can always follow my personal account as well, which is at jacquelinedacanay. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Oh, I'm excited. I think this will really help a lot of people. As far as like branding and stuff like that, development, like, I don't know. I think that's something everybody's looking for right now. So thank you so much for coming on the pod. Um, And thank you everybody for listening. Um, Find us at vampirepod.com, vampirepod on Instagram and Twitter, and email us, vampirepod at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.